0: שלום לכולם, אנחנו uh, קורים בזוהר אנחנו הגענו למאמר מצוות התורה, המצווה הראשונה סעיף 193, שנרגיש כולנו את הכוח התמון בספר ולפני כן נצפה בקליפ
1: של הרב דוקטור מיכאל הייטמן דווקא בקליאת ספר הזוהר אנחנו יכולים להפעיל כוונות בצורה מועילה ביותר למה? אני לא יודע, מקובלים כך כותבים. הם אומרים שזה הספר הכי מועיל להתקשרות לבורא. אז אני צריך לקרוא אותה יחד, כמו שהם כתבו את זה יחד, ולהשתדל לאותו מצב, כמו שאני מבין אותו, כמו שהבעלי הזור, ואז אני אתקשר הספר. זאת אומרת, הספר זה גילוי. גילוי כוח המתקן. אז אנחנו uh,
0: קוראים בזוהר לעם, קרח א', הקדמת ספר הזוהר, עמוד 343, התורה, המצווה הראשונה, סעיף 193, ואנחנו נתחיל from the fear of God and the fear of life and there was upon them this bad fear and
2: not the fear of the Creator 194 for this reason the place called fear of God, is called the beginning of knowledge. And this is why this commandment is included here. This is the root and the foundation of all the commandments of the Torah. One who keeps the fear keeps everything. And one who does not keep the fear does not keep the commandments of the Torah. For fear is to get to everything. The Zohar relates to what is written once as the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And once, as the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, he explained that at the end of the Holy Fair, called Fear of God for Life, there is evil fear below, which strikes and beats and slanders, and it is a strap to whip the wicked, and its legs go down to death, for one who keeps the commandment of fear, because he is great and rules over everything, clings to the fear of God for life. It is written about those who fear because of the punishment of the strikes and not because of a commandment, what the wicked fears will come upon him. This is so because the fear of the end governs over him and strikes him. And in that respect, that the end of the fear is in an evil strap to strike the wicked, the high and holy fear is also called by the name the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It indicates that one should cling only to her beginning, which is the fear of God for life, and to... Be aware of the first fear, which is the evil strap. By that, the sin of the tree of knowledge is corrected.
0: 195. For
2: this reason, it writes Bereshit, in the beginning, meaning with fear. God created the heaven and the earth. For one who breaches this, one breaches all the commandments of the Torah. And the punishment of one who breaches this one is that that evil strap, the evil fear, strikes him. It is as it was written, and the land was tovavov, unformed and void, and darkness over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, those are the four punishments by which to punish the wicked. 196. Tohu is strangulation. As it is written, the line of desolation. Tohu is translated once as desolation, once as unformed. And as it is written, a measuring rope. Bohu, is stoning stones that are sunk in the great deep to punish the wicked. Darkness is burning, as it is written, and when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness and a mountain was burning with fire, darkness, cloud and mist to high heaven, This is a strong fire over the heads of the wicked to burn them. Those who do not keep the fear of God because of the king's commandments but for fear of punishment are caught in the shell of tohu and wonder why they do not understand the thoughts and words of the Creator. This shell is regarded as a strangling rope over one's neck, which stops the air of Kdusha, holiness, for His breath of life. In the first verse, it is written the line of desolation. In the second verse, it is written a measuring line. And one comes and teaches about the other. The meaning of the line of to is a measuring line. This is because as the line and the measure of one's bewilderment, so is the measure of the line that the Sitra Akhra throws on one's neck and strangles him. As it is written, those who drag inequity with the cords of falsehood. Hence, Bo is stoning. Once he has been caught by the Sitracha with a rope on his neck, they have the strength to do with him as they please, to stone him, to burn him, or to kill him with a sword. Stoning means that they break his skull through evil desires and evil thoughts and pull him to the great deep to punish him. Darkness is burning, which is over the head of the wicked, to burn them, meaning that the Sitra Acha surrounds him with a strong fire that burns away the livelihood of Kedusha from them.
0: 197. Spirit
2: is killing by the sword. Since the stormy wind, which in Hebrew winds is also Spirit, is a serrated sword that blazes in him. As it is written, and a flaming sword that turns every way, it is called spirit, and it is a punishment for one who breaks the commandments of the Torah that are written after fair, reshit, which is everything. This is so because after bereshit, fair, it is said tohu and bohu, and darkness and spirit, which are the punishment of four deaths. Henceforth, the rest of the commandments of the Torah. The sitra Acha sends a stormy wind upon him, which is like a serrated sword, which separates his head from his body and ends his life. This is the punishment for one who breaches the commandments of the Torah that are written after fear, which is sorry, Rishit, which is everything, meaning that all the commandments in the Torah are included in the first two verses from Bereshit, to and God said, let there be light. The punishment mentioned for one who breaks the commandments of the Torah, which is the four deaths implied in Tohu, Bohu, darkness, and spirit are written after fear, which is called Rishit, implied in the words, Bereshit, in the beginning God created. It follows that the first verse is fear.
0: Meshit,
2: the primary fear for life, and the second verse is the punishment for one who is not adhered to fear. And the second verse is the punishment for one who is not adhered to fear, Meshit. These are everything, for they are the gate to faith in the Creator. It follows that all the commandments in the Torah are included in it. Henceforth, the rest of the commandments in the Torah are from the verse, and God said, let there be light onward, all detailing the commandment of fair.
0: We are
2: continuing with the next article, the Second Commandment, item 198. The Second Commandment is a commandment to which the commandment of fair clings and which it never leaves. It is love, that one should love one's master with whole love. And what is whole love? It is great love. As it is written, Walk before me and be whole. Whole means whole with love. When it is written, and God said, Let there be light, it is whole love, which is called great
0: love.
2: And here, It is a commandment for one to love one's master properly. This is so because there is conditioned love, which comes because of the good that the Creator has given to him, by which his soul clings to him with heart and soul, and although he is completely adherent to the Creator, it is still considered incomplete love. Um, which, and although it is completely adhered to the Creator, it is still considered incomplete love, as it is written, Noah walked with God. This is what implies that Noah needed support to assist him because he was supported by all the good that the Creator had bestowed upon him. Abraham, however, did not need support. As it is written, walk before me and be whole. Walk before me means without support. But before me, even though you do not know if I will come after you to support you, this is whole love great love, where although I am not giving you anything, your love will still be whole to adhere to me with all your heart and soul.
0: 199.
2: Rabbi Azar said, My father, I heard the meaning of complete love. He replied, My son, tell Rabbi Pinchas for he is at the same degree. Rabbi Elazar said, Great love is whole love for it is whole on both sides and were it not complete on both sides it would not be whole as it should be. We will Watch a clip of Rav. Rav. A person can think of a thousand thoughts at the same time. It accumulates uh, inside uh, as a kli, a vessel Uh, that's uh, being weaved. I can say it in that way. That's the kli. That's the vessel. And inside, there's a lot, a lot of uh, thoughts, intentions, states together.
1: We will feel it. After we'll get to
2: the point
1: uh,
0: in time. Amar Repeating one
2: ninety-nine. Rabbi Elazar said, My father, I heard the meaning of complete love. He replied, My son, tell Rabbi Pinchas, for he is at the same degree. Rabbi Elazar said, Great love is whole love, for it is whole on both sides. And were it not complete on both sides, it would not be whole as it should be. Commentary.
0: He told
2: him to interpret the great love before Rabbi Pinchas because he already obtained the measure of great love as it should be. And he will thoroughly understand what he would say. Whole love is whole on both sides, whether in judgment or in mercy. And even if it takes your soul, Your love in the Creator is complete wholeness, as when He gives you all the bounty in the world.
0: 200.
3: The love for the Creator is interpreted on both sides. There is one who loves Him because He has wealth, Long life, sons around him, rule over his enemies, his ways are firm, and thus he loves them. And if it were to the contrary, the Creator would reverse the fortune upon him with harsh judgment, he would hate him and not love him at all. For this reason,
0: this love is
3: not love that has a foundation. Because the root of His love is based on something. If that something is revoked, the love will be revoked. 201. Complete love is love on both sides. Whether in judgment or in mercy and successful ways, he will love even if it takes his soul away from him. This love is complete, for it is on both sides in mercy and in judgment. Hence, the light of the act of creation came out and was then concealed. When it became concealed, the harsh judgment came out and the two sides, mercy and judgment, were included together, becoming
0: whole.
3: This is proper love. For the light that was created in the six days of creation, in the verse, let there be light, was concealed again, that is written in the Zohar, let there be light for this world, let there be light for the next world, the light from this world was concealed and appears only for the righteous in the next world.
0: Why was it concealed?
3: It is because with the concealing of the light, harsh judgment came out in this world, by which the two sides, judgment and mercy, were integrated, becoming whole. This gave room to the inclusion of the two ends as one. This is so because now it became possible to disclose the wholeness of his love even while he takes one soul away from him. Thus, room was given to complement the love in a way that had it not been hidden in a way that had it not been hidden and harsh judgment had not been revealed, this great love would have would have been devoid of the righteous. And it never would have been possible for it to become disclosed. Paragraph 202 Rabbi Shimon took him and kissed him. Rabbi Pinchas came and kissed him and blessed him and said, It must be that the Creator has sent me here. This is the fine light that I was told was integrated in my house, in which afterwards will illuminate the entire world. Rabbi Eleazar replied, Certainly. This fear must not be forgotten in all the commandments, much less in the commandment of love. Fear should be attached to it. And how is it attached? Love is good on one side when He gives Him wealth and bounty long life, sons and nourishments. And then, Fear should be evoked. Fear lest he will cause the sin and his fortune would turn on him. It is written about that. Happy is he who is always fearful. For fear is included in love. Paragraph 203. And thus, one should evoke the fear on the other side of harsh judgment. For when one sees that he's under harsh judgment, he should evoke the fear and fear his master properly and not harden his
0: heart.
3: It is written about that he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity, meaning that he will fall to the other side, which is called evil. It follows that fear clings to both sides, the side of good and love, and the side of harsh judgment, and she is included in them. If fear is included in the side of goodness and love, it is complete love as it should be. Since fear is a commandment that contains all the commandments in the Torah, it is the gate of the faith in the Creator. And according to the awakening of one's fear, the faith in the Creator's guidance is in Him. Hence, the fear must not be forgotten in each and every commandment. It is especially so with the commandment of love, meaning the fear must be evoked along with it, since the fear is actually united in the commandment of love. For this reason, one must evoke the fear on both sides of love, on love during mercy and success of one's ways, and on love during the harsh judgment. This is why he says, the fear must adhere to love. And how does it adhere to it? It indicates, so we will not err in his words, regarding what he said, that complete love is when one takes one's soul during the harsh judgment let us think that the meaning is that we should not be afraid of the harsh judgment whatsoever, but only cling to His love with devotion and without any fear. This is why He explains that the fear must adhere to love. And how does it adhere to love? how does it adhere to it? Should fear also be evoked at that time as one evokes the complete love? Here, he repeats the two sides of love, whether in judgment or in mercy, in the success of his ways. He says that one must evoke the fear on both sides of love, That during the mercy and success of one's ways, fear of the Creator should be awoked, lest the sin will cause his love of the Creator to chill. By that, he includes fear in love. Let's proceed to clip.
1: We do the
3: reading in one condition, is that we don't view it as a beautiful novel. Zor is written very beautifully, and it's soft, and it's convenient. And we have to attach the intention to it. intention during the reading of Zor is, is the condition. Um, Otherwise, it's not the reading of Zohar. Also, on the other side of the love, during the harsh judgment, he should evoke fear of the Creator and not harden his heart or stray his mind from the judgment. By that, he includes the fear and love as
0: well.
3: If he does so, he is always in complete love, as it should be. In regard to the integration of fear and love on the side of mercy, he brings the verse, Happy is he who is always fearful. He explains the word always to mean that even when the Creator treats him favorably, he should fear him, lest he will cause the sin. (laughs) <laughs> about the integration of the love and the side of judgment he brings the verse he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity it means it means that one should not harden one's heart at the time of judgment for any reason in the world then he will fall into the Sitra which who is called evil. Rather, at that time, one must evoke the fear even more, to fear him and to include the fear in his complete love of that time. Although both the first fear and the second fear are not for his own benefit, but only for fear that he will decline in bringing contentment To his maker, we proceed
0: to.